welcome to the comic book rundown. Special one. Uh, I was able to sit down with Walter James Lovett II. He is the writer creator of the comic book The Watcher. Um, you can go find that on his website. Uh, everything will be uh, detailed in the show notes, so you can follow that. He'll also say it here at the end of the episode. Um, I just want to give you a heads up. This episode is also going to be releasing. Over on my other show, A Walk Through the Multiverse. So if you you know listen to it here, you won't have to listen to it there. If you listen to it there, you won't have to listen to it here, vice versa. Um, and lastly, there is uh, during the interview, there's a bunch of like crackling sounds that I could not get um, was unable to get out edit out of the episode. So I apologize for that right up front. Uh, it does go away. It just it's it's going to be a little bit of time. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and get into the interview. And thank you guys for listening. So today we've got a special uh, special thing going on. With me is Walter James Lovett the second, the writer creator of the Watcher comic series. Walter, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, Joe, for having me. It's great great to be on today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about your comic in a little bit, but before we get there, uh, I would like to ask, what is your comic book origin story? Like, how did you get into comics, or is, is comics been a thing that you've you've done, been reading for a long time, or you just started doing, or did you, you know, start, stop, start, restart kind of thing? <laughs> uh, just go, go ahead. Definitely, man. Thank you again for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. I um, so I grew up um, in the '80s, and um, I was comic books were like my everything. They were like my pastime. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal home. Okay. Uh, my father was a he's still a pastor, but um, he's a uh, was a minister at the time, and so he was kind of coming up the ranks, so to speak. And um, we didn't, if you know anything about Pentecostals, they don't really do television or movies Mm -hmm. or anything, music. And so comic books were like my go-to because the only other books that we had in the house were uh, like school textbooks and then the Bible. And so comic books were literally like my escape. They were um, just how um, how I viewed the outside world. I know it sounds crazy. But growing up in a strictly religious home, um, it was kind of like comics really, um, really just kind of helped to shape my perspective on things. And really, they kind of showed me what life was like, you know, outside of like the four walls that I knew. Yeah. And so um, uh, coincidentally, my my father um, also likes comic books, um, even though he's a pastor. And um, some of his, well, two of his favorites are Superman and um, The Flash. And so um, (laughs) it's crazy because, well, if people that know Superman, they know that he has like uh, kind of like a Jewish, he's Mm -hmm. kind of like a space Moses. And so I think that's Schuster and and Siegel. Yeah. Yep. Two Jewish kids, Canadian Jewish kids. (laughs) You're going to have a little of that background uh, in, in his origin. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so uh, Superman was always my dad's favorite. And then, you know, of course, I inherited a lot of like his comics and everything. And so um, I just was I always grew up in D.C. My, my thing was D.C. That was how I learned how to read was through comic books. Heck, yeah. I was, ADDC, <laughs> I was an 80s D.C. kid. And so um, I c- continued on. And as I uh, got older into my teens, I started, I still read Superman and the Flash, but like I started getting um, more into like the Marvel side of things, Marvel mm-hmm. and, and also the, the independent, like the indie comics, like mm-hmm. um, uh, I used to read Har- Harbinger, um, okay. which is yeah. uh, owned by Valor. And then there was a comic, um, I don't know if they still have it, but there was a comic called Solar Man. Um, and it was, it was, I think it was also through Va- Valiant, Okay. Um, comics um, would have been like it would have been like late nineties. Um, um, them and then um, uh, just I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I just started kind of finding like other other uh, comics like Spawn uh, by Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. and so um, my repertoire like really expanded as I got older. And so by the time I was in my teens, I had like well over well over a thousand comic books. Nice. Um, and so you're um, speaking to a fellow collector, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that's and, awesome. um, yeah, man. And so I never, I never thought like I would write my own comic though. It always, it always seemed like so far away because, um, when I was growing up, like in the eighties, nineties, even early two thousands, self publishing really wasn't a thing to mm-hmm. the best of my knowledge. And so it, it, it was, I but just, it wasn't as like it wasn't as out there. It wasn't as easily accessible. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying you had to know somebody to get into that business alone. It it helped, but yeah. it was one of those things where yeah, it was it was the dream was always you know the big two. Because I'm right yeah. there with you. I, I had a couple I, when I was a teenager. I was uh, creating characters and writing my own stories, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna gonna make these into the DC one day. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and um, I yeah, I just I just never thought because I didn't I couldn't like I knew that there were people that actually wrote comic books, um, but I for some reason in my mind I thought like that you had to write, be able to write and draw, mm-hmm. and so I was like, man, even though I have this I, these ideas, like they'll never be made <laughs> into anything because you know how do I do that. And so, um, you know, time went on. I uh, went away to college. And um, uh, after I graduated, um, which was like 2007, 2008, um, there was um, this, I don't want to say a surge, but there was kind of like a surge of like indie publishing. And and it was like, I guess the, the internet was like more, entrenched and Mm -hmm. and so people people were doing more stuff like podcasting internet radio and and so it was like it was almost like this new wave and and it was like man if you've got an idea you can put it on the internet now and you know and so and i know some of that is like the internet was still kind of new to me yep um but um i just it was like it just felt like the timing was perfect because it's like okay i just graduated like okay i can do this and so I started like really just brainstorming and thinking about my story because um, I knew I wanted to do something uh, impactful, but I also wanted it to be like fantastical at the same time. Yeah. And um, 
you know, like my first, I wrote a couple like short stories. And the first one it revolved around an archaeologist that found this artifact that kind of like transformed him into this like super being. Okay. Um, I kind of I would describe it as like Moon Knight meets the Flash. All right. I know it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, I mean, it. Well, <laughs> Moon Knight in general is just weird. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're right here on the precipice of the Moon Knight TV show coming out, so a lot of yeah. people are going to see how weird he actually is. <laughs> yeah. But but that that sounds very intriguing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And then um, I was like, I kind of play with it, and but I got discouraged because um, at the time I was um, I was seeing this girl, and she kind of made me feel like like it was immature, like comic books were immature and everything. And so, Been if there. you've ever seen if you've ever seen that episode of the uh, the Big Bang Theory where Leonard. Um, they have the time machine and the guys are kind of betting on who will have the time machine okay. and Penny, uh, Penny gets mad at Leonard and she's like, when will you ever grow up? Blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like that. And gotcha. I was like, and so I was like, Oh gosh. Like, so, um, there was like a period of like two or three years where I kind of put it away. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't really, um, pursue it or anything. And then, um, when we broke up, I, um, I wanted to hop back into it. And so I started kind of brainstorming and I, um, um, so I grew up Pentecostal. I didn't have a television or anything like that, but like in college I discovered TV and like all these great shows and stuff. Cause I, I moved away from home. Of course. Yeah. And one of the many shows that, um, that I c- came across was this show called the equalizer, which was a, is now it's a movie, mm-hmm. um, but it was yep. it was a TV show in the seventies and eighties with uh, this white guy named Robert McCall, and I was like, man, I want to do something like that, but like with a black guy. Well, and I think it was either in fourteen or fifteen, um, Denzel actually made the first one, and yep. so I was like, okay, I got to scrap that, <laughs> and so I kind of went back to the drawing board, and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And, um, I just, um, I had like bits and pieces, but like my story, um, just was never, it never gelled. It never was like coherent or cohesive. Yeah. So fast, fast forward like three more years. And during this time I'm, I'm back to comic books. So I'm going to, to the movies to see like all the Marvel releases. Um, DC, I think had released, released like the Watchmen and mm-hmm. some other movies. And so like, it was a good time to be a geek. And, um, I, started reading again i got a um i got a uh there's a place in um new york city called midtown comics and they yep. they used to do um they used to do like this like uh, i guess you'd call it like a subscription service where you can you could put in and they would like send you they would like mail you the comics or if you lived in that area you could go get them yeah uh, a pull list yeah Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, so I got into their pull list and I was like, I was active again and it was just, it was good. And it, I think it got my creativity going, my juices going. Um, but in um, 17, I, um, something happened. Like I just, um, I don't, I wouldn't say like I hit rock bottom, but like I just had like a lot of life stuff that happened um, mm-hmm. to me and it kind of like put me on my butt. And um, I was, um, at the time I was like grappling with some things and I had, um, not to be super religious or anything, but, um, right. I, do, do what um, you gotta do, my dude. <laughs> I had grown up, um, I'd grown up in a Christian home and 
I was like, maybe I need to revisit this. Maybe I need to, you know, there's got to be a middle ground. Like, I don't want to be so crazy that I can't, like, watch TV and just have a life and stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, maybe there is something I could take away from this. And um, so I guess I, the in the short terms, I had, like, a spiritual awakening. And um, around that time, um, oddly enough, I started, like, um, getting really into to daredevil like i knew about him growing up and stuff and i had his comics and everything and um he never was like really like in my gallery of like favorite heroes so to speak yeah but, like i started reading his comics and um i started with uh born again the born again storyline um and yeah. then i circled back and i read some of his other ones and it just it was like a light bulb went off and i was like man like what if what if there was a hero that was like Daredevil, but in terms of like um, having a like a religious background, but like he he wanted to like do something for a city, he wanted to fight crime, he wanted to make a difference, but he was such a conflicted and torn character. What if we had somebody like that, but like on the Ryan Burnby, he okay. was going to be like um, just this um, just a, a middle aged Caucasian guy um, uh, living in the South. Um, kind of like a like a Rorschach, but like more sane. <laughs> um, Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but <laughs> it's funny because I'll, I'll have to send it to you. I actually had the original character sketches that we did, and he was a lot like Rorschach. But um, oh wow, okay. Then uh, yeah, but then I was uh, <laughs> I was like I played with it some more, and um, I was like at the time I was living in uh, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And I was like, what if we brought this full circle? And like, what if he was a black guy living here in Memphis? Um, he was a Protestant, you know, evangelical. Yeah. Um, but he gets, he gets these superpowers and it's like, he's like, he wants to like do something. So then I was like, okay, so we got like, it's becoming more cohesive. And so I, um, I started seeing um, what, what was like plaguing Memphis or, or the area um, because initially he was going to be taken on like the mafia and the South does have like, there are mafia ties to the South. I mean, there's mafias everywhere. Let's be honest. Yeah. There's, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's there. We may not see it, but it is. Right. There. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and I was like, but then I was like, I was bouncing ideas off a friend. He's like, well, he's like, that's cool and all, but like, why, why wouldn't you do what, what we're dealing with? Why wouldn't you do like what's here? And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. I was like, so what if, like, instead of the traditional, like, Italian mafia, you know, he's taken on, um, you know, like, these more urban, like, an urban mafia family, like, um, and what if it it deals with, like, uh, missing kids? Because, you know, that's what's going on here. Like, Mm -hmm. there's missing kids. There's, like, systemic racism. Because Memphis is a city that MLK, Martin Luther King, was killed in. And so even, even though it's like progressed a lot and even though, you know, people have kind of moved on and, you know, like you see like interracial couples and like there has been progress, there's still like this underbelly, like this underlining, like racial tension there. Yeah. So I was like, still got that one little corner who just won't give it up. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And if you're caught, like, I mean, again, not to go there, but like, if you're like, my color and you're in a certain neighborhood at a certain time of night, they're, you're going to get stopped. They're like, well, yeah. what are you doing over here? You know? And so I mean, it's if, like if the last couple of years in just America in general has taught us everything, anything it's yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not to sound very political, but it's like you, yeah. you just can't be a black man in, in America. It, it, you automatically yeah. get 
uh, you, you're profiled. And it, it's stupid. It sucks. I hate it. But for yeah. whatever reason, the people in power just keep it at that. And, and we just can't yeah. get away from that. I know. And it, it's so frustrating. And I, I wanted a story that like explored all that. And so I was like, I, I think I've got something here. And, and around that time, um, I think if my dates are right, I think there was like a, um, a revival with like the Marvel shows. Cause like that was when daredevil came out, Luke Cage and, um, daredevil 2014 ish. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or I guess I was just seeing it then. Okay. Um, but, um, that it was like um they both of those series ex- kind of explored like faith it it wasn't mm-hmm. like at the forefront but like luke cage's father was a pastor yeah and so i was like oh man, luke cage I, this... so, that's such a good good show yeah, such, such a, a great show. show actually all of them were good and thankfully yeah. by the time everybody's hearing this they are currently on disney plus so go check it out yes yes <laughs> i'm so excited about that you have no idea because i i never oh go, go ahead go ahead I, I never finished um, season three of Jessica Jones. Is it I, season? season so it's three, season three. So I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't watch season three of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and season two of. Um, oh, what Iron was Fist? the last one? No, not Iron Punisher. Fist. Punisher. Season two of Punisher. Those yeah. are, I watched everything yeah. else. Loved everything else. Those are the only yeah. three seasons I haven't uh, <laughs> finished. So I'm glad that they're coming, coming to Disney Plus. I can. I know they they've been on Netflix forever, and I could have watched them whenever, yeah. and I didn't. That's on me. <laughs> but but um, okay. So so this brings us to the comic, the Watcher comic. Um, yeah, yeah. And so how did. Where are we going to be starting at with with absolutely. the comic itself? Yes, so, sir. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'd say all to say, yeah, uh, I got back into these shows and these stuff. So um, fast forward, um, I'm putting the story together, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I want this to be really poignant. I want this to have elements of like my my childhood, my growing up, and I want it to be um, something that people can rally around. So I was like. I think we're going to, we're going to do human trafficking. I think I need to, to do one that, that at least starts out with missing children and then progresses. And so, um, in the series right now, um, we're actually getting ready to release issue two. Mm -hmm. Um, so by the time this comes out, um, issue two, um, should be, um, about two or three weeks away from being released. Um, so in, in issue zero, um, which is already out, it's like a prequel and we see kind of like um, his backstory. His name is Gideon Samuels and um, he lives in Memphis. Uh, he lives in the pinch district, which is um, a historical black neighborhood. Um, and it's ironic because uh, his church um, was actually, um, it sits above um, like the site of where uh, the underground railroad was, oh, cool. um, which was really, cause it was, it's right off the river. And so in real life, um, that's how they got un- runaway slaves in was yeah. through the homes. And so his church sits right in that area. And so it picks up and he's, he's reading a newspaper and he's in his church and he's like, man, there's all these kids that are gone missing. And like now, um, this little, um, this little girl, um, Lonnie is like, she's missing from my church. Like I know this girl, like I know her parents. And so he's like, um, in, what transpires in over like, I think like four pages, four or five pages. He's like, I'm angry at you, God. Like why, like what is going on? Like, why, why is this girl missing? What happened to her? Like, you know, 
what's going on? And he's, he's angry. He's like legitimately like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. I need answers. Yeah. And, um, he, um, he's like, you know, I, I wish I had some way to stop this. I wish I could find her. I, there's gotta be something I could do. And so like in a, like a freak accident, like a freak ball of fire, like, um, the heavens open up and like this, um, this spiritual energy just like engulfs him. Like the best thing I can describe it as is like, um, like Barry Allen, when he's getting struck by lightning, Mm -hmm. he, well, it's like that. And it's like his, his body is like transformed, um, by this, like this ball of fire and energy. Okay. And so when he wakes back up, he's like, he's got like this, uh, this immense strength. He, um, he, he realizes that his like he's got like stuff is different about him, and he's like, I, I think I, I can do this now. I, I think I can bring her home. I, bring, I can bring Lonnie home, and so um, the in the issue zero, he um, he blacks out twice. Once is when he gets powered. The second time, he um, he wakes up at the um, Memphis, the port of Memphis, which is where all the shipments and stuff come in for um, the city, and um, it is also off the river. And, but on a different end of town. Yeah. And, um, he looks down and he's like, he's over, he's huddling over this like group of guys. It's like a circle of guys. Um, and then, um, like in the same area, there's like a group of like armored individuals, like guys with automatic weapons. And, um, these like escalates, these black escalates roll up and these, uh, these kids, these girls, get out and they're like they're chained up and the mm. guy that has them is this like mutated wolf looking dude like he's like a skinwalker and um so he he pulls up and they're they're like having a bidding and um they're essentially they're going to sell these girls off and um G- Gideon the watcher is like I got to do something and so then he hears this voice and the voice is like well, if you're going to do something, do something. I've, I've given you the power. You've got the power. If you're, if you get, if you can do it, do it. But if you're afraid, just sit there and look, you know, on book. Yeah. And so he, he's like, what? And so he gets pissed off and he jumps off the, um, <laughs> he jumps off the shipping container into the middle of the crowd. And this, um, this, um, this, uh, fire, like astral projected, um, lion appears above him almost like the bad oh, signal cool. yeah and he just starts like whooping tail he just starts like going to town these guys and he's got um he's got these two um uh pistols they're um uh if you're familiar with orson randall from the iron fist mythology yes um he yes. was an iron fist that used uh 245 revolvers and they were powered by chi as opposed mm-hmm. to like real bullets and so this guy, the Watcher, has um, Holy Ghost handguns. That's cool. <laughs> That's and really so cool. They're they're also powered, um, and um, but they're kind of cool. They so they they fire um, these, uh, and I haven't broken it down just yet. But in this newest issue, I do. Um, they're so they're powered by this spiritual energy, and they when he shoots them, um, the the people they turn into like statues of salt made of salt oh. it's kind of crazy very but it's, very um, uh oh um crap what's the city <laughs> S- 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 there we go yeah yeah you caught it you caught it yep. yeah 
so they turn that and they don't die and so where i got that from was from that story but also um there was a show in the 90s called mantis um with yes. a well he had the darts that froze him. Yes. so it's kind of a mashup between that show and the bible and so he's okay. got those and then he also has um these gauntlets that um have these um like these uh homemade like they're called jawbone gauntlets and it's like a nod to Samson in the Bible. And so they're just these basic, like these retractable billy clubs that come out and he can like, you know, beat people with them and stuff uh, like that. That's fun. And so, <laughs> so he has those. And so we see him use all those weapons. Um, in addition, he's got um, superhuman strength, speed, um, stamina. And then um, he's still learning um, just like what, all his powers can do, but like mm-hmm. the astral projection is a, is a huge part and it does allow him to create constructs kind of like the line that appears, but it also allows him to travel um, interdimensionally um, through like, um, like uh, Dr. Strange and Iron Fist both do it, but they can kind of like create portals and like mm-hmm. walk through to, well, he can do the watcher can do this as well. Okay. And so um, he's still learning like what his um, astral powers can do, like what, what all they can do. But um, we see, um, we see some of them in issue uh, between issue zero and issue one. And so those two, those two are out right now. That's awesome. Um, and I, I, was going to ask because I noticed that they're on your website right now. Oh yeah, um, yes, are they? Which the website is thewatchercomicseries dot com. No, yes, sir. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, okay. you got it. Right. Sorry, <laughs> I should I should have wrote it down. But I'm like, nah, I don't. I don't think I'll need it. Um, but no. Uh, are is there? Can you get your comics through like Amazon or or, or uh, Comicsology or anything? Well, Amazon says Comicsology is being a big pain in the butt right now, but. Yeah. But yeah, but can you get through Amazon at least? Um, yes, sir. Or is it just yeah. through Okay. Yeah, um, it's, on, uh, it's on Amazon Kindle. It is on Comixology. I got a message the other day, and it said that they were the two were like merging or something. Yeah, something that's, weird, why, like, that's so. why I said it's a mess. Um, I yeah. myself, I, I, I don't use Comixology a lot. I actually, I like going, I mean, I have stuff on there, but I like going through Hoopla, which is through my Ooh. library. And okay. so that's how I read my digital comics. And I also got DC Universe infinite and the marvel unlimited um so those are my those are my digital outlets okay outside of um i do a lot of kickstarter i back a lot of kickstarter projects and so they'll send me the pdfs so i read those digitally but um the whole comiXology thing is yeah comiXology and amazon merged and from what i've been seeing on twitter nobody likes it (laughs) it's a big mess i haven't been i haven't been on (sighs) it i I just know anytime I would buy through Comixology, it was on Comixology, and now I have to buy through Amazon, and it might be over on Comixology. I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. I I hope that they get it ironed out because I'm sure they will. With as many people that are complaining about it, I'm sure they will figure something out. Hopefully, Uh, but yeah. So they're they're on both of those. Um, Um, And is is it just? I would say, is it just digital or? Are are you able to buy physical copies? Oh yeah, um, so we're digital and physical. Okay, um, and we're on a, we're also on uh, Indie Planet, which is um, hmm. owned by Kablam. They're the they oh. um, the publisher that yeah. They're not a publisher; they're a printing company. They print our books, but um, I sell physical copies on my website, and I, I mail them to you. Um, I pretty quick about mailing them as well. 
Um, I'll just send those out to you. Um, and then we're in, I think we're in like five, five actual physical stores. Um, there's, um, uh, Aegis comics in Alaska. Um, there's, um, Fortress of Solitude in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. There's, um, uh, can't think of, uh, Rick's comics, in Nashville and Clarksville, Clarksville, okay. um, Nerd City Collectibles in Sevierville, and then um, lastly, um, there's a. I'm drawing a blank on the name. <laughs> um, they're um, they're actually in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, nice! And so. If you live in those cities, like we're actually on the shelves, and you can go in and buy them. Yeah, so you're you're sprinkled a little bit throughout the country. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, yes, that's sir. Awesome. I'm I'm hoping to get into more shops, um, but it's a grassroots effort. You know, Correct. I just reach out and so it's. But I, I'm hoping I'm hoping I, I could get to at least twenty shops. I think that would be really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Just trying to you know get out there more. I know one of the Kickstarters I backed. Um, I've been backing them for a couple of years now. Uh, it's called Miskatonic High, and they yeah. are gonna be or the January previews had them coming out. They were actually in the previews to come out in stores, so they're coming out in March with their first issue, re-releasing it in stores. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's yeah. it takes time, it takes dedication, yeah. it takes patience. Um, yeah, because they're on issue like fourteen, I think, right now through Kickstarter. Ooh. Yeah. And so issue one's coming out at the end of the month, actually at the end at the end of March, okay. uh, in stores. But but yeah, so um, which actually good thing to bring up uh, was Kickstarter or like Indiegogo an option, or have you always just wanted to to know that you? I'm not saying that you couldn't have control of it through Kickstarter or through a, a, a crowdfunding service, but if you're doing it yourself. Um, you know, all the expenses fall on you versus uh, doing it through a uh, crowdfunding, and you can have yeah. the, uh, the 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 fans, the 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 subscribers, buyers, um, at least help out with that cost. Was there was there a decision to not like you just didn't want to do that at all, or did you want yeah. to just be like, hey, I know if I do it my way, it's going to go out regardless, and it will reach who it reaches? Or uh, yeah, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, that's, that's exactly how it, how it played out. Like, um, I was, I wanted to do Indiegogo. Um, uh, and so I'd looked into doing Indiegogo and then I'd also looked at doing Kickstarter and I was, I had, I think I had even signed up for some master classes just to see how to do it, how best to do it and how to do it effectively. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got really discouraged because, um, I, um, so six months before I um, really committed to like putting the book out, I'd started dropping feelers. Like I opened up an Instagram account and I had opened up like a Twitter and like some other things. And I would just kind of like put out like little sketches of the character um, or little snippets about what the story was about. And um, I don't know if it was just like, like if I just didn't have like a good handle of like social media at that point, but like, I felt like I was like met with so much resistance and like that so many people didn't want to hear the story Mm, and it kind of like got discouraged. And so I was, um, I had gone to my family. Um, I asked my mom if I could, 
you know, have a little money to help me to get the story out. And, you know, she helped me, um, gave me a little bit of money to, cause I don't draw, I just write. And so yeah. we had to find artists. And so, mm-hmm. um, that went to go commission an artist and then, um, I'm, I'm married. My wife, um, really helped me cause, um, she, we both work. And so we're like, well, maybe we should just pull, pull our money together and like save up what we can and just like pay somebody put this issue out by paying somebody yeah. um, to, to draw it. And so that's how the decision came down. Um, I am enamored with crowdfunding. I, I mean, I would like to try it. Um, I you think definitely it need would... a, you definitely need like the right time. I had a, I had a friend who um, he would put out his kicks. He put out Kickstarter first issue. It came down to the wire and he was like about a hundred bucks short. And I'm like, dude, I want this book to be printed. So I added an extra hundred bucks onto it because I wanted his book to be out there. Yeah. But it it's hard because yeah, you have to, you know, you gotta pay the, the artist, you gotta pay the colorist, you got mm-hmm. like you yeah, you can do it all yourself, sure. But if you do, obviously I mean if you don't, obviously you need to compensate. And yeah, it's it's hard. So I understand he he has said now that he's been through a, one Kickstarter, and he he talks to a bunch of of people who have done Kickstarters, so they were giving him tips and tricks. Uh, but now that he's been through it and seen both sides of it, he has more knowledge uh, for when he whenever he gets the second one up and going. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's rough. It, it's not it, it is it, it's not easy because I I see plenty of them on there because I'm I'm on there constantly just looking at new things to I shouldn't because I got plenty playing to read already but like i'm on there i'm on there constantly be like oh wait this looks interesting click click yeah um but there are plenty on there that are trying and then they they don't get funded it's like well dang know. like you know it, it it it's definitely a nice little i don't want to say nice little shot but it's, it's a it's it's a um dose of reality that it's like yeah. okay well this time it didn't work because i definitely have seen other ones where it didn't work out they came right. back with a new, whole new, you know, pushing it out there um, to a couple different, putting their feelings out there to a couple different people, come back, and then they, like, fund it within two days. So it just it just yeah. depends on the time. It really does. It does. It does. And I, um, I guess I'm really still finding who my tribe is, so to speak, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, um, because... Um, Joe, there's, I'm not going to lie. Like if anybody's watching this interview, um, there is a lot of, um, like biblical context in, in the story. Um, there's a guy that reviewed it. Um, he has a, um, a a channel similar to yours and he reviewed it and he was like, you know what? Um, this is a story that has elements of like religion. Um, but it's not like, like to preach at you. It's not a preachy story. It's just the context of the story. And so I, we're still trying to find, cause I, like it turns a lot of people off, but I say like, if you like, if you like daredevil, like if you like heroes like daredevil, iron fist, um, uh, Dr. Strange, oddly enough, like mm-hmm. you'll, I think you'll like my series, but we're still trying to find our audience. And, but I think once I find that, I mean, I, I, I will definitely could, be more than it could take off. Yeah. And you know, yeah. and I, I came from a, I came from a, a Christian or a Catholic background. 
we left the Catholic Church when I was a freshman in high school, and so it was more just a Christian background. And I, I'll be honest, I don't go to church anymore. I, but I, I believe what I believe. You know, it's it's yeah. I, I know what I believe, and I believe what I believe. Um, yeah. But I do remember when I was younger, uh, always liking comics. My parents got me. My mom is specifically. We went to a uh, uh, Christian store here in in town. And yeah. we've got the. I found this comic called Archangel. I don't know if you know that one at all. Ooh, I don't know that one. Um, it's old, I'm like <laughs> like early to mid nineties. It was only like seven wow. issues, maybe okay. maybe nine. Um, but like I read a couple of them. I'm like, okay, this isn't this is this isn't bad. <laughs> um, but it yeah. was like angels coming down, being like your guardian angel on somebody, and and watching. Yeah their character, the person that they're in charge of, like making sure they do the right decisions while they're also like, they've got the, their swords and the rings and yeah. the, these awesome suits of armor. And yeah. it was one of those things like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's kind of up my alley. At the time I was reading yeah. Batman, Superman, like I that was really all I was reading. And so this one was like, okay, this is, this is interesting, but we can't, yeah. at the time I had no idea how to get a hold of any other comics, any other of those yeah. comics. So over time, I finally found a few of them. I can find them online now. Um, yeah. The series itself, while, and my whole point of this is, is it is a Christian-based comic. And it's, I'm not going to say it's a slap in your face of, hey, don't do drugs. But it right. was, like, the one that comic in particular was this guy, he was, he had the hard decision of, well, do I drink and drive or do I do whatever? Like, I should I go to this party or should I not? while the angel is yeah. fighting all the demons off and like, okay, right. it's a, it's a lot of undertones there. Yeah. But that's how flip, I would describe Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But on the flip <laughs> side of that, you go into like a Batman, a daredevil, an Iron Man, a Spider-Man, a Superman, like any, I was reading teen Titans in an earlier episode of comic book rundown. And there was a lot of political undertones throughout the whole comic. Thank you. From the eighties. Like people, yeah. people like to complain that, Com- like keep politics out of comics. Politics have been in comics no, always... since the sixties. Since the fifties, exactly. like it's always been there. They the green, just don't. Uh... The green, yeah. green arrow, green arrow, With and the, green uh, lantern. Yep. When, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so people, it... yeah, people don't realize it, Joe. They really they... don't. Like it's like they forget that you know. Well, it's it's not that they forget. It's they don't see it. They don't see it. They're not looking for it. They want the fighty, fighty, stab, stab. Like, it's just, it's, <laughs> I don't get yeah. why. They, they just don't understand. And it's always been there. But, I mean, that's kind of why I've, I've, I myself have gravitated towards indie comics as well. Because they are, you know what you're getting. Like, the story you're the telling is the yeah. story you're going to get. Like, my one of my favorite stories of all time is Lock and Key from Joe Hill and Gabriel Ooh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Like, it. I mean, it's a series on Netflix, and the comic and the show are a little different. But, um, like, yeah. I love that series. It's my favorite. I mean, if you can see it, right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got, got it on my shelf, like, the whole slipcase and everything. It is a series that doesn't hide what it is. It's got demons in it from another world, and they just, they're... He's there to to wreck everything, and you've got the family who is trying to stop him, the best they yep. can. Yeah. So it's what this is a roundabout say, way of me saying your book sounds super interesting. 
I'm Thank actually you, going you. to. I wanted to talk to you first before I actually bought it because I wanted you to sell oh, me on it, sure. and I'm oh. gonna buy them because <laughs> I, I, I want to. Because my whole thing is if I can see if I'm talking to somebody and they are passionate about what they're selling, you got you 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 sold me. Thank you got you, you got a sale. So that means a lot to me. Thank yeah. you. Seriously. I'm yeah. so and serious. Thank it's you. gonna be it's I mean, I'm looking forward because I I'm a big physical copy guy. I don't mind yeah. digital, but I oh, will I will I do you. physical copies. So I got you. Yeah. Um I'll, I'll hit you up I, on your website. Yeah, we yeah. work from home and um Perfect. I've got a pirate ship and I just I send it right out. Yeah. Okay. We've got yeah, we get we get our orders out really quickly. So that's that's awesome. Um I think that is all the questions I had. I know there really was a lot of questions, but you were able to tell your whole story. So is there <laughs> anything crazy. else that you would like to, uh, to talk about before we, before we head out? Oh man, Joe, I just want to say thank you again for having me on the show, man. I'm, I'm so humbled. This yeah. is only my thank you for second reaching out, man. Yeah. This is oh, only really? second interview, so. Wow. Yeah. So I'm very thankful. Um, yeah. Um, guys, just, if you, if you get a chance to check out the story, the books aren't expensive. They're three dot three dollars. Yeah, I think it's what, what I looked at it. Yeah. Um, and um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Like I said, if you are into characters like Daredevil, Iron Fist, um, uh, the Spectre, Phantom Stranger, characters that deal with like the supernatural, you'll really love my guy because he has like Command of Warrior Cherubs, which are angels. And um, we'll see that in issue two, which is coming out here in just a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the artwork is really great. Um, we got um, Kanan White. Um, who has done a lot of work for Marvel um, and DC. Um, And so he, he did did the artwork. Um, And I think, I think you'll really like this story. It deals with missing kids. There are some other um, side stories that are also going on. um, Like uh, uh, science versus God is another ongoing storyline under there too. Not to not demonizing science, but like, it's like, okay, well, what, you know what happens when these two go head to head so that's like a running story and then there's like other stuff like um you know like relationships because it's a it's a series like anything else and so it's a really good so i said to say don't get put off by the human trafficking because i know some people are like they don't like want to deal with that but it's like it's more than a human trafficking story Mm -hmm. it's got some really cool really cool vantage points and other stories going on in there as well is Sad this, stories. Are you are you planning this to be a limited series, or you just kind of keep going until you? Oh, stop? Um, I I want to keep going until I stop. Um, okay. I currently Good. have I currently have ten issues written. Okay. Um, but uh, there's because uh, we're constantly having to pay the artists and everything. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is like my story is further than our, our artist is right now. Of course. And so. Um, for the but for the foreseeable future, yeah, we'll have them coming out because I still have more story to tell. Awesome. So I, I would estimate there's probably going to be close close to or right at thirty issues. So I okay. think. Wow, very nice. That's yeah, a, that's a good chunk. That's yeah, good. that's awesome. I, yeah, because I have ten written. I have ten written, but like I've just got to put uh, what is in my head, and I've got stuff written out. I've got to then type that out, and yeah. so yeah, there's much more story. And yeah, then, the writing um, process is always fun. <laughs> yes, sir. And then um, lastly, um, Lord Willing and The Creek Don't Rise, um, I've got two other stories coming out. Um, they're not really religious per se. Okay. Um, they're, one is about a um, – is a, is like an action adventure. Um, I would describe it as like Quantum Leap meets uh, Indiana Jones. And it, but it's uh, – 
it's Quantum Leap meets Indiana Jones meets the Fantastic Four. Um, so that's that's something I'm working on. And then um, I have another one, which is a um, it's a superhero duo. And I would say if you're a fan of like the New Mutants or Spider-Man, more like kid friendly characters, you'll like those guys. And I'm hoping to launch those this summer. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully this summer or the, at least by this fall. Okay. Uh, well, lastly, Walter, thank you for coming on. Thank you so Appreciate much, it. Joe. Again, thank you for reaching out. Um, if you would you like, how how would you want everybody to reach out to you uh, on oh, like Twitter, yeah. Instagram? Uh, go ahead and, and and throw those out there Absolutely. if you want. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, our tag is uh, our handle rather is at the Watcher Series. And if you send me a DM, um, I can I'll usually respond back within minutes because I'm most active on there. Um, but I'm also on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at Watcher Series on Twitter, and then um, on Facebook, um, I'm at uh, at the Watcher Comic. And so and on, on all those will be in the uh, the show notes. So yes, sir. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, again. Thank you for, Thank you, uh, for coming on, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs>